0: All right, we are live with another uh, instant-ish reaction podcast. Uh, we just watched Tom Brady uh, do Tom Brady things and come back against the uh, the Rams uh, to win in a last-second touchdown. Uh, but we're here to talk about the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, Patriots get a 26-3 win over the Colts. And, you know, offensively, you know, would says dominate down here. Offensively, they did not dominate. <laughs> Defensively, they were just disgusting today. They absolutely yeah. just battered the Colts uh, and, and completely shut them
1: down. I think if you have one takeaway from today's game, it's that the Colts offensive line is probably the worst in football, if not one of the worst in football. They, Patriots defense got nine sacks today, two guys with three sacks. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they had a they had two sacks on the first drive. One of them got negated by penalty because Iguale got his hand up in the face mask. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, this defense has 10 sacks.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It's really incredible when you think about what they were able to do. And and yeah. this is what we wanted to see from Josh Uche, right? This is what we thought was there. Um, and you know, we got a sack last week, obviously I had three again this week. Like it's just that's the type of stuff that we haven't been seeing that we wanted to see. And now we're like, okay, let's let his ear, let him pin his ears back. And of course, of course, Matthew Judon's got eleven and a half leads the NFL right now. He's been unbelievable. He's but
1: uh, one sack shy of his career high of twelve and a half, which he set last year. I think, I think I incredible. took the under on Judon sacks when we did that before the I, season. That I might have really
0: too, bad. to be honest with you. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He,
1: he beat. I don't remember what our over was that we set, but he definitely beat it already. I think you're right. Week. <laughs> yeah, I think you're
0: right. I think I think we said it like 10. I might have yeah. picked the over, but I'm not confident that I did. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things for me that like Judon obviously has been incredible. But the problem is for opposing NFL defense, uh, NFL offenses, is that, okay, Judon's been great. By the way, Matt, uh, Christian Barn was not even playing right now. So you're not even really getting that push out the middle. And I know Quali had that sack that, you know, that ended up getting ended up getting reversed. And, and Dietrich Wise has been pretty good inside and outside this year rushing the passer. But their best pass rusher inside is Barnmore, And he has been hurt the last few weeks. And so, you know, getting him back healthy and having a consistent Josh Uche on the other side. Uh, is going to make it almost impossible for opposing offenses to block the Patriots because it's just what are you going to do? Uh, you, okay, you want to double team Judon, you you need to. But now if you double team Judon, it leaves Barmore and Uche single 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 blocked and it's like, well, one of those guys is going to get to the quarterback if you don't if you don't double team them. So, you really got to yeah. pay attention to that.
1: And that's kind of what we talked about is that this defense is really 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 good, probably top 5 minimum in the NFL when they know what's coming. If the defense, if this defense can dictate the situations and make enough good plays to force the opposing offense to have to throw the ball, then they're going to put up numbers like this. This is what they did to the Browns at points in, this, in that game. This is what they did to the Lions. It's what they did to the Steelers at points in that game. It's just if you force the other team to throw the ball, this team has guys that can pin their ears back and get to you. The issue is that we still don't know if this defense has enough guys that can play against the pass and the run at the same time. But I mean, this is just right. the Colts' offense was dead in the water from the very first drive, and and then they, I think the Patriots played thirty six minutes of this game with a yeah. two score lead. If you're playing with a two score lead, your defense has a lot of ammo to play with, can do a lot more, and can really get after the passer. With how bad that line is too, it's. I'm not surprised things went this way.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because you know Quentin Nelson is considered one of the best you know guards in football. They still have him on the team. Ryan Kelly is a guy who they drafted in the first round, who was a very good center for them for a few years. And, he's and they off. just they just stink. They're just not they have, good anymore.
1: That was their the hallmark ex- of the team. You know, they have the most expensive offensive line in the NFL. And they brought back, I think, three out of five guys from last year. Yeah, and it's just—I mean, the guys they brought in aren't working, and everybody that came back except for Nelson is not playing well. Right. So it really is—that's kind of a perfect storm of bad right. play over there. Um, and I mean, it's—we've seen it in New England too. If you can't protect the passer, if you can't get any push with your offensive line, you're you're dead in the water. Like it, one hundred percent. It's the game is won in the trenches. Right or at least I don't know if it's one in the trenches anymore but it is lost in the trenches
0: absolutely and that that's really the big thing is that you know like uh it, it's it's one of those issues where you Dark It's a good question I did not <laughs> walk home uh, but we decided to wait until after the four o'clock slates to uh to record instead of waiting until I got home so uh, that's why that's why the extra delay I'm sorry for uh, for telling everyone on Twitter it was going to happen when I got home it did not happen when I got home. We decided to watch the four o'clock games and let everyone else watch the four o'clock games and then record. So um, but uh, but no, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you flip it to the, to the other side of the ball for the Patriots, you're in the same position now. Like you're looking at it saying, man, our offensive line stinks right now. And, you know, it's it's becoming a real problem. And And the biggest problem that I see with it, obviously not having a good offensive line is really bad. But not having a good offensive line and not calling plays like you have a bad offensive line is worse, in my opinion, because they're not calling quick hitters. They're not calling, you know, three yard, you know, the three step drop slants. They're not calling those. They're calling long 15 yard in route plays where Max got to sit back there and hold the ball. And then he's got guys in his lap. And it's just like, what are we doing right now? Like, I just. It, it's it's frustrating and you saw some you know some things offensively that you didn't want to see uh Taekwon you know had a had his guy beat and then it, instead of just running by him was hand fighting with him and you know Mac throws it basically where it needs to be and and Taekwon's out there because he's hand fighting with you know with the uh with the corner instead of running and so that was frustrating then Taekwon had another mistake too where it looked like Mac threw a bad pass but it's single high safety you're not running a slant on that. You're running a go on that route. And instead of running a go, he he runs a slant. And, you know, so Mac throws it to the middle of nowhere and everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? And it, it looks like to the untrained eye, it looks like that's a that's a bad play by Mac, but it's really a bad read by Taekwondo. And so it's some of those things where you look at it and say, like, man, you, you gotta we gotta get on the same page here. And and they're not on the same page right now. And the offensive line is just the offensive line is killing them right now, killing them because they can't open up any holes to the running game. And they can't block anyone long enough for for him to stand back there and make an accurate throw.
1: And the other problem with that, you talked about calling quick hitters. I mean, if you're if you're having issues with the pass rush, the first thing you do is say, all right, "We're going to call a screen of some kind." They can't right. even execute screens. They no, have they one can. good one with John New out there, and that's it. I mean, they got nothing on them. That happened to the Bears game too, and that's, I mean, that's I feel like the that's part happened that's happened all from, year. Yeah, the screen game is just non-existent right now. So yeah. there's really there's nothing that you can rely on the offensive line to do. And you know, the defense is going to sit on the short stuff because they mm-hmm. know that you're not going to have a lot of time to throw. So in that sense, I kind of get what the offense is doing. Cause it's like, if they're going to sit all over the short stuff and our offensive line can't do anything well, let's at least call the concepts that our quarterback and receivers are comfortable with and hope that they can make something happen with it. Um, because in theory, you should be able to get guys open. Whether or not you can protect long enough is another question. But they should be able to get guys open. Right. But that's just they—they they got it together for a couple drives, which was enough to win this game. They got it together enough to get field goals, which will help you beat teams like this. It's just field goals are not going to beat Buffalo. Probably. Right. Maybe given what we saw today, maybe that's not the case. But field goals don't beat them. Field goals might not beat Miami with how many points that offense has been putting up lately. Yep. Field goals probably don't beat Cincinnati. And if that's the case, that's four more losses after the bye. And you're looking at nine and eight, best case scenario. Right. So, I mean, yep. that's the, the imperative here has to be to fix things on the offensive line. They got it together enough for a couple drives. I'm not, I got to look at the tape to see what it was that worked on those drives. But if you can think, if there's any line combination here that gets you even to like outside of one of the five or 10 worst lines in the league, you can make something work with how good some of these skilled guys are.
0: Right. Well, and the hard thing is that everyone's talked about Isaiah Wynn and how bad he has been, and he has. Yeah. But Cole Strange now has been benched in back to back games. And I think a lot of that has to do with David Andrews not being there. I think that's a lot of it has to do with that. And I get that, but like, you can't just struggle just because it's James Farrenton there and they are not David Andrews. Like you have to play better than that. Um and I, and I think it, the problem is bad, you know.
1: Yeah, and like Trent Brown. If Trent Brown is your worst offensive lineman, you're probably in good shape given like he's not the most disciplined. He's gonna commit some penalties, he's gonna make mistakes, but when he's in the right spot, he's going to do good things. Right. It's just you're only going to get that for like 85% of the snaps in a given game. But he's their second, third best offensive. When Andrews isn't out there, he's probably your second best offensive line. Yeah. He's a guy who is okay is your worst mm-hmm. one. I mean, they got they got a chain with four-week links right now. On right. when he good, everybody else that's out there is just not getting it done. Could just, I thought, looked serviceable. At least. Yeah, like he's he's probably more athletic right now than win or cannon would be. And obviously no cannon right now. So that should give you a little bit extra there in some passing situations.
0: Yeah, he wasn't awful, which is which is like it's honestly at this point right now for the right tackle position is kind of like, well, I mean, he card. wasn't awful. So, like, we'll take it. You know, it's just it's it's rough. You know what I mean? It, it's rough. And you, you win the last two games, which is good and we're happy that we won the last two games, of course, right? But, you know, Dark Blue Gold, I think, says it perfectly. He said, you know, he says it's an exciting season of being slightly less bad at football than some of our opponents. is unsustainable, and it is. You just, you can't, you can't look at it and say, oh, well, these teams suck, and so we're going to be fine. We'll just be less bad than they are. And it's like, no, that's not good enough. You're not going to win games doing that, right? Now, when you have nine sacks, you're like, Those things, you were able to win those games. But, you know, then you're turning the ball over still offensively. And Mac Jones didn't turn the ball over today. But, you know, Jacoby Myers, like, he's fumbling. Kendrick Bourne fumbles. You know, J.J. Taylor made a great play to get that ball. But, like, it's just – it's tough. You know, like, you you can't be turning the ball over. You have to be disciplined and, you know, and make good plays and don't do anything stupid. And the Patriots – Did a few stupid things today, but not enough, way less than the Colts did. And they were able to come away with a win.
1: Yeah. And the whole being slightly less bad at football thing is also tough right now because they blew two opportunities for that earlier in the season. That strategy, I mean, that's, you kind of got a little bit unlucky with the draw and I think the Bears and the Packers game when it came to injuries and just timing of when you played them compared to some of the other stuff. But those are two games I think you, especially that Packers game, you oh, yeah. really wish you had that right now. And I mean, the difference between being six and three and five and four at the buy, it feels kind of big right now if you're able to oh, get yeah. that. But you talked about the receivers. I think the receivers have five or six fumbles this year. It's something like that. They have the team has fumbled in eight of nine games yeah, this season. Brutal. The team has turned the ball over in 11 straight games, which the last time they did that was the last 11 games of the 09 season. And it they only turned it over once today in the games where they've only turned it over once this season. The only one they lost was that Packers one like they're generally speaking. It's it was good. And Mac didn't turn it over. So you'll take that the ball security was better. But it's just the, it's, it's the unforced stuff. And and honestly, none of the, none of the receiver fumbles are like awful. Like most of them were somebody making a play on the ball, but that's kind of, if it's, if all of these plays was like somebody made a player going 50, 50, well, you're a mediocre team. Like you got to make plays. That's what this game is all about. And if it's, if everything is a coin flip, then you're no better than half the league.
0: Right. And that's, And honestly, unfortunately, and, and dark blue goes talking about the preseason. And I, I think, you know, we're kind of the worries that people had in the preseason and we can talk about the coaching, but I think, I think that's kind of what they are this year. I think they're a mediocre team this year that is middle of the pack. They're not very good. I do think, you know, and this is something that my dad and I have been talking about really since, since the beginning of the year is that next year is the big jump for them. Next year's the year they want to make the big jump that you look at max going into his third year. Taekwon's gonna be going into his second year. Ramondre will be in his third year in the league. Like, you know, Barmore will be going to his third year. You have Judon again. Like, you know, you're Six, you're developing million players. Ton of cap season. space. So you 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 know, you're developing players. You can you can go, you know, you can go out and get an offensive lineman if you want to. You can draft an offensive lineman in the first round or the second round, or you know, you can kind of fix things as you go. And this year is about getting those young guys as much experience as possible and you know continuing to develop this defense and you know the the players that you have on offense but still you you're looking for more than what you're getting out of some of the players that you have you know and mac is a guy that you know and i don't want to get well maybe we can get into mac but i I just look he's the quarterback and we've talked about this before like he's the quarterback is not Billy zappy it's mac jones but although he didn't turn the ball over today, he certainly didn't look great. You know, he looked he panicked in the pocket fine. a lot of times. He, you know, they were multiple times when he had Kendrick Bourne running wide open across the field and he just wasn't looking at him. You know, and it's like, it, even the the Myers catch where like Myers uh, jumped in front of the guy and knocked it up in the air and then caught it, but he was like out of bounds, but it was, it was a phenomenal play by Myers. Bourne was wide open and he was right in front of him. And it was like, man, what are you looking at? Like Kendrick Bourne's all alone. Just throw it to him. Like it just, yeah.
1: And man, so, and that. he
0: did that, and it happened consistently all day long. And it's like, buddy, you just you, you know, he, for whatever reason, he's not seeing the field like he was last year. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know if he's not comfortable. I don't know if he's gun shy because of, you know, the fact that Zappy went in for him last time, and he's worried about, you know, I don't know what's going on. But it's just – it's hard for me to to look at him and have any confidence in what he's doing right now, right? I, last year ended, and I'm like, that's the guy. He's the guy. He's the future guy. Now I look at it, and I'm like, man, I just – I don't know. I don't know if he's the guy or not. And, you know, that that puts the Patriots at, at a huge disadvantage because if you don't have the quarterback, you can have pretty much everything else. And if you don't have the quarterback, it's going to make it awfully difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, I just – look at the defense today and the way that they were able to tee off against the passer and then look at the Patriots offensive line and then think back to the 6 weeks of training camp and practices and all that no wonder Mac Jones looked skittish when we saw him in the preseason right. no wonder he looked skittish when we saw him week 1 he's yeah. he was dealing with this for a while before that right. and then you i mean you then you add on the injuries and things have only gotten worse it's like i don't i don't know what you do with Mac Jones right now I don't think he's bad. I think he clearly knows everything on the whiteboard. I think he can clearly make every throw they want him to make. I think he's clearly tough. I think he's clearly leadership material. The problem is he's not seeing the field as well as he would like right now. He's not processing that quickly. He seems to kind of get stuck where he'll only look at one guy or one side of the field. He's just not seeing everything. He's not. There's no full field understanding of what's going on. Right. And I think you saw some of that last year. So I, I I think the only way you can find out if he can get back to that and if he can develop that is to be able to protect him. But I also don't know if that's going to happen over the back half of the season after the bye. And if that doesn't happen after the bye, then you're in an, a very interesting spot. Although, quite frankly, I think you could argue that it's about the same spot the Dolphins were in at that point right. last season when they put a lot into the offensive line and traded for Tyreek Hill. So... Obviously, they're they're doing all right right now. Well, that's
0: that's very true. I mean, that's very true. And that's one of those things you look at and say, like, we all went in this year saying, like, Tua sucks. He stinks and he's no good and he's this and he's that. Well, all of a sudden you can protect him and you have two ridiculous weapons like they have. And all of a sudden, they're an explosive offense, you know, and two is yeah. playing great. And so and it's I, like, yeah. you know, I, I, it matters. I,
1: I don't think yeah, and I don't think two is necessarily better than he was last year, but he's right. playing better because they got him the help he needs. You're okay. going to need a little bit of that with Mac because he's never going to be. I mean, Maybe he could be, but he's never going to have like the highest level physical traits. Uh, so he's got to win with the mental ones. He has he has better physical traits than people think, too. I think his arm looks a little bit better than it did when, when he has his feet under him, his arm is at least decent and yeah. he can obviously move a little bit. I think he's comfortable with the concept. Again, it's just application. Like, especially when you hear the coaches talk about him, it's not like, like this guy clearly understands what's going on and understands everything they want. It's just not, it's not translating. Maybe the bye week helps with that. Maybe seeing the jets again helps with that. He wasn't yeah. bad today. He didn't turn the ball over. I don't want to say he like he's not. Right. This isn't to say he's awful. It's I don't know if he's better than like Jared Goff.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's right. And that's not great. You know, and now Jared Goff got to. You can Bowl. get to
1: a Super Bowl with that guy.
0: But, you know, you didn't win. Or Jimmy
1: G. Yeah. Right. And that, right. Can he make the one throw when you need him to make the one throw?
0: Correct. Yeah. And that's and that's really kind of that's what you're looking at right now. And so it's interesting. It is interesting for me. Like a guy like Kirk Cousins, which to me, I always felt like, you know, I've been saying this since last year that I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. The difference with Kirk Cousins is that anytime it's a big game in a big moment, I think that, you know, he poops his pants, right? Mm-hmm. And so like if Matt can be Kirk Cousins, but still play well in those big moments, well, now you can look at it and say, okay, like, you know, we have something here. Because Kirk Cousins, when he plays well, is a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the NFL. Just yeah. when he plays bad, he's really bad. And so, like, you know, it's just if you can get more of the good than bad, now you can look at it and say, okay, we can win with that. We can. We can win with a player like that. It's just that he needs weapons around him. He has to have good players around him. And Tyquan Thornton, I think, can get there. We saw a guy that, you know, just – wasn't mentally ready today. I mean, just clearly what wasn't mentally ready today should have caught a touchdown pass. And again, like I said, was played was, you know, I don't know what he was doing with, with well, he, corn. he also
1: got covered by Stefan Gilmore for long stretches too, which one, I think True. tells you a lot about how the Colts yep. viewed him with a yep. receiving group. Um, and two, I mean, it's add that to the long, long list of guys who've had a tough day very against true. Stephon Gilmore.
0: <laughs> that's very true. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, that's Hunter Henry's seam down the middle of the field, which is a great throw by Mac. That happened because Thornton requires that other safety over the top. If you're playing man coverage, you got to have a safety over the top. That safety goes towards Taekwond side. And now there's a big void in the middle of the field for Hunter Henry to run a seam down. And, you know, and Mac hits him. And that's the type of thing that you I think you're going to see open up more consistently.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I'm kind of realizing now too is if you go back to last year, especially with how bad the skill position group was at points Mm -hmm. early in last season, teams were just giving you man coverage, which is easy for a quarterback. You look at your matchups, you pick the ones you like, and you're going to throw to the guy that's open. Now that you have guys who are actually like good receivers out there and require attention, now you're seeing a lot more zone and you've seen it in the NFL in general. This year, and that's just a different skill set to read it. And that right. I think is where Mac has gotten stock here. So I mean, I, I hopefully he can figure it out. I mean, sometimes the, the switch just flips for guys, like it yeah. it makes sense for them, and maybe it's a comfort thing. Like against the Ravens, it looked really good. And we can I know it was two and a half quarters in week three of the season, so I don't want to bang that drum forever, but that's the only time where he's looked comfortable and had time behind this offensive line all season, and I don't think that it is a coincidence that that was his best game for large portions of it.
0: Right. Well, which is true. You know, which is true. So, so we'll see. I mean, listen. Ultimately, yeah. like you said, they won the game, and Mac, I thought the the throw to Myers, where he threw it in 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 a window that was that big. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, people in the stands are like, what a terrible throw. And I'm like, what a terrible throw. What do you mean? Like he threw it in a window that didn't even exist.
1: The throw is an amazing catch by Myers. My only issue is I I have to rewatch the film. I think he might have been a little bit late on it, which is why he had to fit it into a small window. Right. I mean, that's the thing. If you want to point to an elite trait for Mac Jones, it's his accuracy. When his feet are there and he can hit guys like it's he can fit it in really, really small windows. Right. So, like, I'll I'll take it. Again, Myers, yeah. fantastic catch there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that. you know, and it, it's one of those things for me that, like, you know, I still think we're okay with Mac, but we have to, it has to be better. Yeah. Right? It has to be better. So.
1: Dark Blue Gold saying anybody tuning in would be forgiven for thinking <laughs> we lost or something. <laughs> that's that, true. That with the dominate headline. I think, let's give, let's give this offense some props here. Ramondre yeah. Stevenson. So good for his first receiving touchdown today. Yeah. you got uh what? Romondell Beckham out there with the <sighs> the yeah. one-handed catch.
0: I get it, but man, like I love seeing the one-handed catches, but like can we catch it with two hands? Like it counts the same way with two hands. You know what I mean? Like
1: so but hey, it, you know again, it was nice. Yeah. That was a nice throw from Mac. He saw it, it well. It was. And-
0: yep. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, it's some of those things where you start looking at and saying, okay, we have some different things. Guys got to get open. Right. And people in the stands are booing. Ah, you know, throw the ball to this guy. I'm like, throw the ball to who? No one's open. What do you want him to do? Like, he can't just throw it to a guy that's triple covered because that's where the interceptions are all coming from. He was making better decisions about not throwing it into triple coverage, which is good. I'm happy about that.
1: And he, I mean, he spread the ball out today. Last week, you saw a really heavy concentration on Myers and Ramondre. Today, six different guys had at least four targets. Like, he spread yeah. the ball around there. Just, they're, I mean, it was a short game too. Well, mm-hmm. somehow they had fourteen possessions actually. Um, oh, one of them was that short one off the blocked punt. That's why.
0: Oh right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which it, it, the, the game, it felt like they weren't out there that much. And yeah. It was, uh, I, I mean, the offensive line only allows you to do so much. So I thought with taking that into consideration, all the skill guys looked pretty good.
0: Right. Well, and, and the thing, the part for me that I think is interesting is that, you know, and I guess the coaching, and it, look, I think that some of the coaching, some of the play, offensive play calling has been not up to par. Um, I would like to see more of, more of that short game that we saw with Zappy. I feel like they ran it a lot better with Zappy, whereas Max coming in and they're taking you know too long. But I think offensively, like the the coaching staff has been okay. I think one place that you saw the coaching staff really step up was special teams today. I thought special teams did a great job outside of Jake Bailey. I thought special teams did a great job today. Right? They had that block punt, which you know was was something that I hadn't seen before. Belichick talked about that they knew that he was going to be playing the win. so they knew that like. He was going to be punting kind of towards that way. And so by sending John Jones in late, they were hoping that they could sneak him over there and not get a block, which is exactly what happened. They snuck him over there. They never realized he was there, and they never blocked him. Um, and he got right in there and blocked it. And And it was really close. It was really, really close uh, for school to scoop that up and, and score, but he just lost his balance and ended up falling down, um, which would have been great. I would have loved it because – Schooler, I think, has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, on, on punt coverage, on kick coverage, he's been fantastic. Um, and so, I was really happy to see that. Um, Jake Bailey's got to be better, but outside of that, Marcus Jones had another great return today. Like he looks, looks electric good. out there, and the blocking he looks does. very good too. So, like you know, it's it's one of those things where if you give him and if you give him a hole to run through you're going to pick up 15 20 yards at least on a punt return and that's huge you know and and he's going to break one of these at, at some point he's going to have a punt return touchdown at some point this year because he's getting close he's getting close he's picking up you know 20 yards 15 yards 30 yards you know whatever and and at one point he's going to make one more move he's going to shake a guy and bam he's going to be gone so uh but i'm loving it i'm loving it you all you know i'm loving it oh yeah uh, watch, watch Marcus his- back
1: there his vision out there is really really good too it's yeah. impressive like i he's just so exciting when he's okay. on the field and you talk we talk about the issues with the offense you want to overcome that get some special teams touchdowns mm-hmm. like this and give give yourself short fields i mean as soon as they got short fields the offense looked a lot better and that's that's all you need like if this is you might not be able to protect mac but if you can get defensive stops get decent punt returns get yourself at the 40 your own 40 instead of your own 20 that's that's a chunk play of difference that you have just made up between defense and special teams making that difference and that is huge especially if you're going to be playing in close games and I mean, when you play buffalo if you're able to get a special teams touchdown or a defensive right. touchdown in there that can be the difference obviously Buffalo, you have to get the special teams on the field first, which has been an issue for them correct. as of late. That's correct, yes. But as long as you can do that, like that's those are the plays that can turn games, and that's how the 01, 03 Patriots were able yep. to make a lot. I mean, so how many close games those teams won? It's because they did the little things like that. The little the the, the small plays that can make huge differences. And special teams is back, except for Bailey, like you said. Seven right. punts, one inside the 20, a net average of 34 yards. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad.
0: The, um, I mean, the 0-1, jump, the 0-1 Patriots. The 0-1 Patriots won the Super Bowl and scored three offensive touchdowns in three games in the playoffs. So, like, yeah. you know, they had a pick six in the Super Bowl. They had a blocked punt return. They had a blocked kick return for a touchdown in the Steelers game. They had a punt return for a touchdown in the Steelers game. Like, they just, you know, they, yeah. they, that's just what they did you know yeah. like they were um, they were unbelievable i think they set the record for most non offensive touchdowns in a season uh that year they were fantastic so, you know that's how you yeah. win those games
1: exactly and as as you're still figuring out some other stuff here the late bye i think helps you out too hopefully they can get healthy i know we're going to talk about the defense but barmore mm-hmm. is still not out there if you can i mean we haven't seen a healthy defensive line since week 2 i think right or partway through week 3 when i think In the week three is when Guy went out. Right. So we haven't seen them fully healthy since then. Getting Barmore back, if that can happen after the bye, would be awesome. Getting Andrews presumably back after the bye should help. He's probably your second best offensive lineman right now, and you need all the help you can get. Yeah. And then I saw some graphic earlier about the most injured teams in the NFL, and the Patriots were like – 25th or 26th, somewhere in that realm. So, one of the more injured groups. So, getting that bye, getting things together could not come at a better time.
0: Yeah. And I think, I do think that the Patriots, like, you know, you got to assume Barmore is going to be back after the bye. He's already missed two games, I think. So, you'd have to assume, has he missed two or three games? He's definitely missed two, might be three. So you would think if it was going to be that long of an absence that they would have thrown him an IR, right, to free up a roster spot. They didn't do that, so you'd have to assume that he's at least fairly close. I don't know, but you'd have to think
1: that. Um, what kind of injury was it for him? Was that an ankle injury?
0: I think it, I think it's an ankle. It might have been a knee, but I think it's an ankle. Um, but you talked about oh. Jake Bailey. Bailey had a 58-yarder to start, which is a great punt. Tons of hang time, good punt. Then he followed it. 36, 47, 40, 44, and then seven. He had a seven-yard seven punt to end the game. I, that was not matter block, at that point, right, but it was just like, no, it just, just right. went off the side of his foot. And it's just like that's the type of stuff where it's like you never saw that. You never saw that from Jake Bailey. Like he was consistent as, as all get-up. He was fantastic, and he just – you know, it was just like, what are we doing? Right. Like Ryan Allen and Dark Blue mentioned mentioned Ryan Allen. Like Ryan Allen was basically MVP of the Super Bowl and doesn't come back because you bring in this kid, Jake Bailey. And he was fantastic in twenty nineteen. And he, he was, was very the best good putter in the league last year. Right. Right. And so then he comes in this year and you're like, Man, this guy he just sucks. He signed this big contract and he just can't hit the ball. So he played well last week against the Jets. Um you know, so I was hoping he'd be, he'd get back on track, and he did not. And so I I have no idea what's going on. It's it's incredibly frustrating. In and, watch
1: and here's the thing: they have to eat money if they cut him. Right. They have to eat a lot of money, which means right. there's a situation if they can't play him. There's a situation where maybe they just have two punters on the roster. There is a situation where they might have two punters on the practice squad, and they're yeah. going to elevate them on alternate weeks until Bailey figures it out. The other part of this, too, is that for as awful as Bailey's been, he's also the holder for your kicker. Right. And they've been working on, I mean, Nick Folk's been here since 2020, so they have that, they've had that operation down with Cardona, Folk, and Bailey for two and a half years now. And, like, if, if you mess with that, and a bad hole ends up being the difference in one of these games. And that's, I mean, Nick Folk's been automatic. He's probably been one of the hes the best kicker in the league under 50 yards who isn't Justin yeah. Tucker probably. Right.
0: And so, not only that, he's your most important point scorer. He scores more points than the rest of your team. You have to, you, you have, you okay. can't screw with that, you know?
1: Yeah. So it's a—it's just a weird spot to be in. It. He's got the yips and he was able to fix it for one week. Hopefully he can figure it out. I mean, I like Jake Bailey too. Clearly they like him. It's, right. it's all been good. He uh, folk,
0: I, what nine for nine the last two weeks. I mean, that's just foolish.
1: I mean, he's he's so good he's 50. Yeah. And yeah. for Barmore, it is uh this was his third straight game missing. Yeah. He went out during the Browns one, he's missed Bears and now Colts. So I mean getting him that back hurts. helps. We've had, and we've had issues with the defensive line stopping the run. And I think part of that is just I mean, you're losing guys, part of it's stamina too. Like right. they they should have three starting caliber defensive tackles between Guy, Barmore, and Godshaw. And they like putting three defensive tackles out there at the same time, so that helps you do that. When they don't want to do that, it means you can rotate them, give them all 10 snaps extra off a game, and they're all going to play a little bit fresher, and it helps you against the run. And they just haven't had... Iquale is fine, but he's not that good. <laughs> He's a guy who you can play five to ten snaps a game and feel all right with it. I don't really want him playing more than that.
0: Right. My dad was just – my dad just texted me. Does this sometimes during the during the, during the thing. <laughs> he was saying about Bailey, uh, and I did notice this. Bailey kicks end over end now, it seems, as opposed to with a spiral, which is strange. And, and, you know, maybe part of the reason he's struggling is because he's kicking that way and not kicking the way he's always kicked. I, I don't know. It just seems bizarre that kicking end over end, it doesn't make any sense to me. I get I get it if you're trying to like you know check the ball up near the goal line, but if you're just punting, why aren't you just punting like a like a normal spiral? I don't I don't know. I don't
1: yeah, know. I don't have an answer. I am I'm far from a punting expert, but uh... yeah, me
0: <laughs> you would think Belichick is like his dad wrote the wrote the thing on, on, on punting, right? Literally wrote the book on punting. So and I don't yeah. know if it's deliberate either. Dark Gold's asking if it's deliberate. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know yeah. if he's trying to deliberately because he was struggling with something else. I have no idea, but it can't stay that way, but at the same time, like you say, you know, the, the field goal kicking operation has been so big for them. Mm -hmm. Then it's been fantastic. And it's like, how do you mess with that? You know? So
1: yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. Again, with how good Bailey has been, I think at this point you have to hope he just figures it out at some point. I think depending on what happens to, you can all, I mean, you needed to, you could have two game day punters and have Bailey do kickoffs and holds and have another guy punt. They had some guys that didn't play today. Uh, Cody Russy never saw the field. And depending right. on what happens when people come back, maybe you can switch stuff up. But
0: not ideal. That would not be ideal to have a punter and have a guy that kicks off and just holds. Like, I, I don't love have, that idea.
1: No, it's now we're getting into really weird territory. And it's like usually teams that are good don't have those issues. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Which it's crazy that we're this doom and gloom right now after a 26 to three win and five and four going into the buy.
0: Right. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, the other part of it for me with, with what the Patriots have done now, you are, you know, you're still last place in the division. I mean, ultimately, right? Like it's not, you're not there yet. Now I know we have a chance to pass the jets in two weeks when you play them. So that's Uh good. But like you're still last place in the division at five and four. Now, if you were in the NFC South, you'd be winning by two games, but that's not the point. You're not. So, you know, it's just it's it's one of those, it's one of those interesting things. And and I think that the Jets have a lot of things they can hang their hat on. I think their defense is extremely good. I think their quarterback stinks, but I think their defense is extremely good. Um I think the Bills are the Bills, right? And the Dolphins right now look very good. That offense looks really good. And so it's, you know. It's a question of what do the Patriots really do well, right? Like what do they you look to this team and say, okay, they're really good at doing this. Right now it's getting after the passer, right? Defensively, they're playing great. But, you know, they haven't been great against the run. So now you say, okay, well, if I'm another team, do I just run against them? And by the way, Justin Fields, who who broke the single game rushing record for a quarterback this year in the regular season with 178 rushing yards. They figured it out against the Patriots. They were like, hey, we maybe we should run with Justin Fields because like he's really yeah. fast and stuff. Like, and they were like, Oh, that makes sense. It's like pretty good. But when the Patriots play guys like that, they can't stop them. Josh Allen kills them every time he plays them running the ball. They just they I'm, can't stop these guys, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm intrigued to see what happens in that first Bills game. I will say also, I think it helps the Patriots that they've only played two division games so far, right. and they haven't played a single division opponent at home. That's true. You'll have all three of those left. So, I mean, if you somehow find a way to win all three of them, and worst case then is that you're going to spl- well, not even worst case is split, worst case is four wins in the division because in that case you're sweeping the Jets. Right. Now you're, now you feel like you're in a good spot. I'm intrigued to see what this pass defense looks like against the Bills when they play. That's December 1st. So we got a little bit of time here. But with the way some of these corners are playing, I think you can play man. I think some of these guys probably match up better than like J.C. Jackson did against Stefan Diggs. Right. And the addition of Jabril Peppers also probably helps. Peppers is playing out of his mind lately, especially so against the bit. run, which he so he's good. the type of guy where you wonder if you might play with a light defensive line. If if Judan Barmore and Uche can get pressure don't care about the run except the QB stuff because of the way the bills have been. And you have pepper spy on right. whatever the QB is doing. He's got, he's one of the few that I think has the athleticism to take down Josh Allen and play with them. I think Ducker can do that too. I think Phillips can do that too. They got some of those body types and the bills don't have that same downhill rushing attack that the bears or the Ravens showed you. They don't have as many of those big body types. So I'm optimistic on that front. Obviously, I'm pessimistic because if you take out that um, wind-cold-weather game last year, the Bills have now gone three games in a row without punting against the Patriots. So holding them to 40 points and forcing one punt is an improvement. (laughs) Right, right. And that's, you know,
0: it's, it's one of those things for me that I just look at it and think, like, okay, if you can play with these guys, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but... I'm not taking anything anything from the bills. I'm not taking any of that stuff for granted. Now, I will say January eighth, the last game of the season, there's a possibility, there's a possibility, and it's not a guarantee, but there's a possibility that that game doesn't matter to the Buffalo Bills that that game is they have the number one seed sewed up. the season's over, right? And so they may not play Josh Allen. They may not play some of their some of their main guys because they might say, we don't want to get anyone hurt and we'll be you know, we'll be ready for the postseason um they also might be they also might be guaranteed the 2 spot right and and you know when the chiefs are the number 1 they're guaranteed the 2 they can't get the 1 they can't get the 3 they're stuck in the 2 spot so they don't really have to you know again yeah. doesn't matter to them right so there is a possibility that that last game of the season in buffalo doesn't matter to the bills but it matters to the patriots and so the patriots play and the bills don't care you know the bills are like whatever yeah, yeah do whatever you want fine we're starting ken dorsey this game I know yeah. Ken Dorsey's offensive coordinator not, not the quarterback, but you get what I'm saying.
1: Who is their backup? Who do they got? I have
0: there? no idea. Couldn't tell it's you. Not, I, might as Matt well Markley be Ken Dorsey anymore. as far is as it, I'm concerned. I gotta look this it, might up, it might be. It might be Bat Barkley. Um, I
1: don't think he's still up there. Um, let's see here. Let's
0: um, see Bill's cool. roster. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Oh, he uh, of the yeah. Minnesota miracle. The,
1: the the flip side of everything we're saying here, and the, the really nice thing is the Patriots will have opportunities in the back half to prove that they are a playoff team. They have the right. chance to fix it with the bye week, an opportunity to get healthy. They can mm-hmm. figure out a single offensive line combination that works and mm-hmm. Barmore coming back makes the run defense passable. Those two changes alone, which aren't like monumental asks, Asks means that this is a playoff caliber team, especially sure. compared to what we've seen in the NFL this year. Then you just got to go out and win the games, which is tough. But you got a Raiders team that cannot stop blowing leads. You're going to play an Arizona team that to me is not particularly inspiring. They stink. At, at this point, you got Miami at home, which it's the home game. It's a tough opponent. They've given you issues, but it's the home one. Like you sh- That's going to be the Patriots might not be favored but they're going to have every chance to win that game. Same goes for the Cincinnati one. Although the way the Bengals looked today against the Panthers, I'm a little bit more scared of them, especially without Jamar chase. Yes. Yeah. What they just did to that defense. Um, But yeah, you're in a spot where if you beat the jets, you win three of those other four, I just mentioned you're at nine wins. Right. I think that gets you in this year, depending on what else happens. And if you're able to steal any other games in there, like, it'll. And the flip side, like if you if you sweep the Jets, split with the Dolphins, tiebreaker wise, that probably helps you too.
0: Correct. Well, you're gonna have to pass. You're gonna have to pass the Jets. You can't end up in last place in the AFC East. I don't care what your record is. You can't end up in last place in the AFC East and expect to make the playoffs. It just can't happen. So yeah. you're gonna have to beat the Jets in two weeks. You're gonna probably have to beat. You're gonna have to beat the the Dolphins at home uh, on you know, on New Year's, and you're gonna have to win the majority of those other games. Right. Even if you lose both those against the Bills say you clip the bills in one of those games, hey, it gives you a better shot, but you're going to have to really kind of perform, I think. So
1: Yeah. The other AFC East teams have both gotten home wins over Buffalo now too. Yeah, so, that's true. That's I true. think there's a little bit of pressure there. And you look at with the def- I think I don't I think the Bills scored 17 17 today and I think 19 in Miami and two of those came off of safety. So 17 on offense. Right. So just Josh and Josh Allen also always seems to Two and up his game when he plays New England, oh yeah, I think he well because he knows
0: because he knows that you know that this he's, is really the you know this is really what it matters. What matters. he's a big he's a
1: big game player. I'll tell you that much. He oh, gets yeah. up for the moment. I think you can tell in his preparation at times too. I think there is another level he takes it to against the the big opponents, and that'll be a primetime game week after Thanksgiving when they come to Foxborough. I yeah, so mean that's. Idea. It's gonna be a big one.
0: Man, the Patriots, but, the Patriots aren't done any favors favors by the league. So they're playing, they have a bye week this week and then they're playing the Jets the week after that. So you think, oh, nice, the Patriots get a bye, and so nope, the Jets get a bye this week too. So they don't get an advantage over the Jets. So then you say, Oh, well, the Patriots are playing on, on Thanksgiving, and then the following week they're playing on Thursday again. So you're like, oh well, that means that the other team has a short week, but the Patriots have a regular have a regular week because they played on Thanksgiving. Oh no, wait, the Bills are actually playing on, on Thanksgiving as well. So they don't get it's like, man, could, could the big just get a little bit of an advantage against the next team? And I guess they get an advantage the next week after the Bills game when they play whoever the hell they play uh, that, that first week of December. Is, is it the, Raiders the
1: Arizona game? game? I forget which one comes first.
0: I forget. But you're right. You're right. So but, you know, then it's like, well, does Arizona get the bye? I'm like, does Arizona get the freaking bye week like the week of well, that week or something like that? You know, so it's just it's one of those things. So I uh I I agree with you. I will say about the Raiders. Right. And the. uh Katanwi, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how to say that, but uh, you know, about Mark Davis firing Josh so we can get him back. I saw someone say on Twitter today, and I don't know who it was, but uh, um saw someone say on Twitter today that the Patriots and Raiders would probably be better off if Josh had just stayed in New England. So, which is just kind of funny because they and that team
1: yeah.
0: I think there were some expectations from that team that were very unrealistic. I think that team mm-hmm. I think that team sucks, to be completely honest with you. I think they stink. And so, like, the drafting's been awful for the last few years. Just really, really bad for the last few years. And so, I think they have a terrible offensive line. They have a terrible. Um, they have a terrible offensive line. They have it, a terrible defense. The defense. It's is a
1: terrible. terrible everything outside of Derek Carr, Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. Right.
0: Yeah. And so it's just and, one of those Brent things Bull. where it's like, good. yeah. And so, like, to me, that's that's one of the that's one of the hard things for me that I just like. I think people had these expectations because they traded a first round pick for Devontae Adams that they were going to be great, and they just they were never going to be great. Now the hard part well, is also that...
1: trading for Devontae trading a first for Devontae Adams tells other people what your internal expectations are too.
0: Which... That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Now, did they trade a first round pick in next year's draft for Devontae Adams? They did, so right in twenty
1: three. I would assume.
0: I think it was in twenty three, and that yeah. pick's going to end up being a really good pick. So the 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 um the Packers, Packers, Packers are going to that. have that's where they get the Aaron Rodgers replacement. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This race, he looks absolutely done with playing in Green Bay. I will say, we are saying this is a coaching failure from Josh McDaniels, but I think the counter argument to that is that this team is awful and he's the only reason why they're able to scheme up stuff to get leads in this game, and then the team is so bad that the opponent makes adjustments and eventually puts things together. Which is a good point. Enough, I haven't watched enough Raiders football to tell you what's the case. Usually if you blow a lot of leads, you're not a good team, and that has at least something to do with the coaching. So, and we've seen That's a Josh fair McDaniels. point. We've seen Josh McDaniels in a head coaching position before, and it didn't go well, so I'm not not sure he gets the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> um. I think he's, But that's a fair. Probably,
0: that's a fair point.
1: He probably gets a second year out there. Unless. Oh, I think you
0: have to give him a second year. I mean, I don't, I don't think you have yeah. much of a choice. You have to give him a second year. Uh, and by the way, it was not. Um, it was a 2022 first round pick and a 2022 okay. second round pick. So uh, that trade's already that the trade's that trade, done then. Already done. The Packers drafted Quay Walker, he? at 22. Wow. The yeah, linebacker he's out been of Georgia. Fine. Yeah, he's been okay.
1: Yeah, okay. I will say I'm an, can highlight a comment here. Cody Woods, Patriots wearing the reds. Yes, they're wearing the sure. reds against Buffalo. The throwbacks there. So hopefully they win that. I think I'm trying to remember. I think they're undefeated in the red uniforms. No, not true. Well, in the I did an article on this actually, but there's two versions of the red throwback. In in the red throwback, that's based on the '80s uniform, which is what they wear today. They're undefeated. And the red throwback that's based on like the early dynasty ones, they had one loss, and that was in Miami in 09. So wearing okay. the red at Gillette, any red at Gillette, they're undefeated. Really? Yeah.
0: Really? Okay.
1: All right. Well, there you go.
0: Under Belichick, I assume that is. I mean, clearly. Yeah. clearly well, at, at
1: Gillette Stadium. So at Gillette Stadium.
0: Good point. Yes. Yeah, since yeah. 02.
1: Got it. Okay. Yeah. That does it. So yep, I mean, hope, hopefully they win that one, but that just that game has me. That's very I mean that's
0: one of those things that I'm like mm, and yeah, Von no, Miller I'm not against I'm not expecting a win. Yeah, Von, yeah, Von Miller, Miller against again. any Ugh. of
1: these offensive tackles. I mean
0: Yarks. maybe they'll line them up, maybe they'll line up inside and on who can block him instead. You know, that would be good.
1: Can we put like what's the <laughs> the offensive equivalent of a spy? Can we have an outside linebacker a spy and just put on Wenu on Von Miller and he can just oh, follow him boy, around?
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: It's but, uh yeah, you know I it's, game,
0: it's yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in that game. It's a long way to go to that game, you know. So Yeah, we
1: got a lot of football to play. And it's that I mean that home Jets game, it's that's one of those where I think if you lose it, you're not out, but you don't feel good about where you are.
0: Yeah, you you really wanna, especially coming off the bye, you want to look better offensively. And, and that's really the biggest thing, you know, and, and I, I want to wrap up soon because here, because we're going for almost an hour here, but I think that, you know, when you when you talk about coming off the bye against the Jets. And, you know, having beaten the Jets soundly last weekend in the Meadowlands. And then, of course, the Jets host the Bills and beat the Bills um, after you play them. Now you're looking at it saying, OK, you're walking out of this game not feeling great. Like the the rest of the offense was like, yeah, OK, we weren't like we didn't play as good as we wanted to. The Colts are an absolute dumpster fire, just an absolute dumpster fire that I feel like they're tanking this year. Um, You know, so fine. But you didn't you don't feel great about the win. Like you're like, all right, we won, but there's still a lot of work to do. Meanwhile, the Jets are flying high. They're feeling great about themselves because, yeah, their offense didn't play well either, but you beat the flicking Bills at home. So, like, of course you feel good, right? And so Man. um that becomes a thing where now it's like now they're going in with a lot of momentum, uh, and they want to get revenge on you for beat for for losing at home. Uh um, my
1: friend that game the Patriots. Did not look great against the Jets out there. That was all the Zach Wilson explosion and the offense yeah. putting enough together to win. And exactly, if you get the Zach Wilson that showed up today, that game probably goes differently. Which right. it didn't a look great, but it's just not making the mistakes. And I think that right there, that's the story of these Patriots. We've said it every week. It's, it's all about which team makes more mistakes. That determines the outcome. And right. today the Colts made more mistakes and worse ones, so the Patriots won. The yeah. Bears didn't really make any mistakes when they came to town, so they thrashed us, and that's... They made one one pick, and it was a deflection. That was it. Yeah. So... And that's... You're going to have to do it again to Zach Wilson, which I think he's shown he's more than capable of doing that oh, yeah. and imploding. I think it's more likely that he happened to get up for a big game at home, especially after a tough home loss. But They got time. They can prepare. They can figure mm-hmm. stuff out. They can scheme stuff, and it's probably going to be another low scoring close game determined by a couple of plays unless obviously the Patriots put stuff together and really dominate them The Patriots with things put together should win this game well and that's
0: that an and answer. that's really that's really what it comes down to I mean it just it's one of those things that you know you you just you have to come out and play better you have to. I mean. Because, like I said, the Colts stink. They're they're a complete mess. I don't know what they're doing. Sam Ellinger isn't good. You know, I think that's pretty obvious to see. Like, anyone can see the Sam Ellinger isn't that good. Um,
1: and he didn't have a chance today anyway. <laughs> and,
0: and it was also, like, there was one play, and it just, like, seems like they poorly coached. Like, so there's one play with Deion Jackson where um, Ellinger rolled out to his right, and Jackson is, is next to him, and Peppers is, you know, downfield. And Jackson, you, you know, if I'm coaching him up, I'm telling Jackson, just go deep. Just run past Peppers because now Peppers has to make a decision. Am I going to attack the quarterback or am I going to go with the running back? And now it's like, well, if I go with the running back, Allinger can run past line of scrimmage. But if I try to take it, take out the quarterback, now he can throw it over my head to the, to the running back and there's nobody else there. But instead, Deion Jackson just kind of stood there and so Ellinger ended running, he picked up like three yards, and it was like, well, that could have been, that could have turned into a fifteen yard game by Ellinger, or a, a basically not a touchdown, but like a thirty yard game to Deion Jackson. So like, it just becomes one of those things where it's like, the coaching stinks. I think Frank Reich's getting fired after this year. I think he knows that he fired his offensive coordinator a week after making the change to Ellinger quarterback. Out, yeah, you know, it just it, it's one of those things where like they're not good, and so you crush that team, which is good. And, and realistically. Did you crush them? I mean, I don't know. You had trouble moving the ball at one point. Like,
1: you stood there while they self imploded.
0: Right. Correct. And it was like, what? After, after like four drives, the two teams together, the two teams together had like 60 combined total yards. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like,
1: it was, they had negative,
0: they had negative yards. The Colts had negative yards for the first like
1: four drives of of the game. Humor yeah, because of all the sacks and everything, but still, yeah. and it's they, like, come and, on. And if I'm remembering, they didn't, the Colts did not get their first first down um, without like that wasn't because of a penalty until late in the first half. Where yeah, they got that one on the first drive. Right. Um, I will some some chat some stats to shout out the Pats defense here. Patriots defense had nine sacks to eight first downs allowed.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Which is incredibly impressive. Colts were 0 14 on third down and 0 for 2 on fourth. So 0 for 16 on late down conversions, which as far as I think Alex Barth was looking into it, or Andrew Callahan, I don't remember which one. As far as they could tell, it's probably a record. If not, it is in a category of like three games <laughs> that have ever been like that. Which I mean, this is it's the Lions game part two. Right. That's what that's what this was. Uh, I will say it's – and the, the offense said a couple nice things. They had that big pass to Hunter Henry, 30-yard pass from Mac Jones, yep. which I think was massive. They had a, another 40-yard drive for a field goal in the second half, which I think they needed. It's just – and the and obviously punching him. The touchdown I think was big. They needed that to get six instead of field goal after the blocked punt um, to really finish off that play. But it's yeah. just – your first two drives are negative two and negative three yards. You have, um, what uh, a, no, what a two yard drive in there? That's there. Yeah. There's some. There was some rough there. ones.
0: There was some rough ones. I mean, the Colts just just to put it in perspective, right? If we if we take a look, if we take a look at what the Colts did here, okay, they went zero for fourteen on third down, zero for two on fourth down. They ran 60 offensive plays, 60, and had 121 total yards. And, you know, they had 43 passing yards. Now, of course, they had 103, but they lost 60 yards in sacks. And they had 78 rushing yards. But what's interesting about the 78 rushing yards, if you if you look at the 78 rushing yards, Ellinger had five carries of 39 yards. He had a 19 yard run like late in the fourth quarter or like middle of the fourth quarter. And that was when they went over 100 yards total for the game. Like they just mm-hmm. they couldn't do anything offensively. They couldn't move the ball. Deion Jackson, who had a great game when, um, when T- actually I think he had two great games when Taylor was out a few weeks ago, he had 11 carries to 23 yards. Like he did, they could get nothing going on the ground, throwing. Mm-hmm. It was awful. The Colts were yeah. awful. But on the other side of it, the Patriots, Defense was stifling. They played great defense. Yeah. They made a lot of great plays in the passing game. They were all over we, them.
1: We haven't you know, even was, talked was, about that. that. Jonathan Jones pick six in here, which I was right. I thought I kind of thought that hit the ground. I'm not going to question it too much. It was a great play either way. And heads up. Yeah. You run that in. You, you play it out and you see what they end up calling it. Pressure right. get get the quarterback going to his left. Force him into a bad spot. I mean, that's that's should everything. Have been caught. They Probably should have been caught. But, you know. That's everything that they love to do to a rookie quarterback, put him under pressure. And I mean, it wasn't, it should have been caught, but it also wasn't the wasn't best great, throw. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, that's, that's what you want to see. Oh yeah. Defense. Well,
0: and as soon as he caught it, right. As soon as he caught it, he, he you know, he snagged it like, like dark gold said. And then, you know, and then he makes that spin move on the guy who dropped the ball and then yeah. takes it to the house. And it was, was just that
1: Pierce or was that, no, it was uh,
0: eighty-three. No, it was eighty-three. I don't even know who oh, that is. Was it? Okay. Uh, Backups. Like I think Ali Cox was eighty. Oh no 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 no! It might be Mo Cox because uh, what's his name? Where's eighty? The um the rookie tight end. Yeah. Can't think. Of I'm his gonna name.
1: look up a video of this play now while we're doing this.
0: Uh, what the hell is the kid's name? Uh, the uh, Johnny Woods. Johnny Woods was eighty. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure Mo Cox is. No, Mo Cox was eighty-one. So I have no idea who eighty-three is, but it was eighty-three. Um, yeah, it
1: was eighty three. Yeah, so yes, and I mean that's a great point. That's all you can ask for in that,
0: right? And it's right. Here's the thing. Oh, Kylan can, Granson, by the way. Oh yeah, Kylan Granson from SMU. Nice, I yeah. like it. Third string tight end.
1: Yeah. yeah, I will say, simply standing there with your hand out on the opponent's forehead while they self implode <laughs> is a somewhat decent strategy this year in the NFL with how that's teams true. play. It's a good point. That, I mean. I, I said that kind of dismissively before, but now that I'm thinking about it, if you do that and you do not turn the ball over and you move the ball well enough that you'll have good field position and can kick some field goals, it probably does beat the Raiders, Cardinals, and right Jets minimum.
0: Yeah, and, and the other part of it is this. That's true. That definitely happened. Matthew Judon's legit. He's a legitimately he's very really good, good player. He's you know? going to
1: set a new – unless he gets hurt, he's going to set a, a new career high for sacks and break the one he set last year.
0: I mean, you know, he's only a sack away from that. He might break a next game. You know, like, he just – he's been fantastic all year long. And even, like, the Jets game last week, he didn't have a sack, but he was in the backfield constantly. He was forcing Josh Allen – Josh Allen Zach Wilson to make bad plays and bad throws. That's the type of guy you need on your team. And he's been consistently good all year long. They just – they needed a guy like this. They needed him to continue to step up and continue to play well. And he's doing exactly that. And uh, and you know, you can't ask for more than what than what he's given them. He's been great. Yeah. And like I say, if you can get that consistent play from the other side from from Uche, and if Barmore can come back healthy and push the pocket like he was doing before he got hurt, you're looking at, you know, at, at a potentially very good defensive front. Again, they've struggled against the run. They have at times. They didn't today. For whatever reason that was. Could be could have been the Colts, could have been the Patriots, but they didn't struggle against the run today, which is great. Um, and if you can keep that up, you can win games just on your defense. You can win games just with your defense yep. if you play yep. this way.
1: Yeah. I looked this up now because I was curious about it. And I, I wanted to see because I know that O three Patriots team won a lot of gritty games, did not blow out a lot of opponents. They just made right. enough plays. The the O three Patriots also went eleven straight games with a turnover. The Last 11 8 games, including the Super Bowl, they turned the ball over, they just turned the opponents over so much. They forced a turnover in every game but one that season. And if this makes you feel better, the Patriots have forced the turnover in every game but one so far. We're at a point if the defense can keep forcing turnovers and not get gashed against the run like they did against Green Bay, Chicago, and Baltimore, you can fix that. Mm-hmm. then so the offense can talk. They basically get one freebie a game. I think they can turn it over once and it's going to be all right. As long as it's not like a pick six or right. something crazy. And that's, and that's the because if you're able to do that, if you, if you force two turnovers against Buffalo, play disciplined football and actually like play good defense to go with the two turnovers and get a couple of big plays in there, all of a sudden you're it's in that game. game, right? Yeah. And that's, yep. that's how the Patriots have won in the past. This, this, the team, I think, if they aren't, they're right near being both number one in turnovers and turnovers forced.
0: They were coming into the game, and I know that they had another turnover today, which makes it it's, 17. It and goes they, down to one and one. So yeah, and they and turned 17. them over 17 and 17. So I think... That's the thing: is that you lead the league in, in turnovers, but you also lead the league in taking away the ball. So, yeah, in uh, takeaways as well. And so, that you
1: three the O three team had twenty four turnovers, but forced forty one of them. Jesus,
0: that's crazy. Forty one yeah, is outrageous.
1: I didn't. Realize it. They had multiple games, three, four games, where they forced five or more turnovers.
0: That that 3 team, I still say that O three O four team. Those are the those are the two best teams the Patriots maybe have ever had.
1: They just were
0: unbelievable, just absolutely unbelievable. Obviously, one twenty win in a row in that in that stretch, in that stretch, they were they were absolutely phenomenal, um, yep. phenomenal. In that, and stretch. we
1: asked we asked how they were gonna. Uh, one of our big questions at the start of the season is how do you replace the ball hawking when you lose JC Jackson? Right. Well, they're doing it. Jack Jones has been good. Jonathan Jones. Everybody's getting in there. We got McCordy with with some. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody's it's pitching true. in. They're and by the action.
0: way, speaking of Jack Jones. No one's throwing his way. Nobody is no. throwing. They're not even trying to throw at Jack Jones. right? They
1: now. may have actually upgraded the corner <laughs> position by getting rid of J. C. Jackson and having it's Jack Jones come in. Yeah, it's the unbelievable. The de- uh, like I said, this defense is elite. Yeah, when and- they know what's coming, right? So there's a number of ways you can get there, and you got to have guys that can make plays to get you into those spots. And when you play when you play a bad offense, you're going to know what's coming a yeah. lot of the time. They didn't know what was coming against the Bears. And right. they knew what was coming against Green Bay, but we're down. Lauren Sky just could not stop the run. Yes, some some of the bad performances are excusable, but you have to fix them. They're going to have opportunities to fix them. I think they have the players to fix them down the stretch. Those issues just got to actually do it.
0: Right, right. And uh, and Dark Blue Gold's asking if if, if we should have a, a slice of humble pie for for the cornerback position. And here's what I'll say. Here's my argument for myself. Okay. I was never, I never, and I think I said it at the time, I'm sure the Patriots can replace, you know, maybe not replace one for one. I didn't expect them to, like, find a, an elite cover corner in the draft uh, right away, which they did, right? But my thought, you know, my argument with it was always, you have two elite players. You gave them away for nothing, both yeah. of them. You got nothing back for either of those they, guys.
1: They're getting a compensatory uh, pick for JC at least, yeah, which but, I think will be a fourth.
0: Yeah, but yeah. you're getting a. Four, so you're telling if you had told me, oh yeah, I'm trading JC Jackson for a 2020, for a 2023 fourth round pick. That like that's not even close to enough, right? That's not even close to enough. Even if you had said 2023 third round well, pick, I mean, which is the highest I mean, it could have uh, been, you know what I mean? mean? Like
1: it's not. It's not like you can just find the number one PFF graded corner in the country in the fourth round.
0: I know, which is outrageous. And listen, <laughs> and and listen. This is the thing, right? They did it, right? They they figured it out. They drafted the guy, which is great. My argument was always you can't just let the guys go for nothing. Like yeah. you took Gilmore to the carpet and you wouldn't pay him and he that was whole, pissed at you. And instead of instead of holding him to the end of the season and then letting him walk in free agency too, you traded him and got nothing back. Like you got nothing back. Whole, you got a six round pick in twenty twenty three. Like
1: that whole nothing. situation is still so weird because that's that's one of the very few instances where somebody has left New England and gone on to play better, or not better, but as well, or, or right. well at all, somewhere else. Right. And I think, I mean, from what we can tell from the outside, it was just differing opinions on the yeah, health just, part it of was it. was
0: really bizarre. It was just a yeah. really bizarre situation, and they weren't letting him play. He didn't want to play, and they thought it, it was just it was a mess. And yeah. it was like, then you traded him, but you got nothing back. It's Stephon Gilmore. He was... A year and a half removed from being the defensive player of the year, and you got a 2023 sixth round pickback for him. It was like, What yeah. the hell are we doing? You got I, nothing back, you know, will, and it was it was awful.
1: Yeah, I will say the one way to make up for that, and the, the area where Bill has gotten criticized is just missing on the draft. Right. And there's an argument right now that two of the five best, or at least two of the ten best, players on this team right now, are guys that they got in day two or day three, Jack Jones and Ramondre Stevenson. It's true, which certainly like surplus value and just hitting on guys. And now it's just, all right. Can Taekwon like right now, it's really your, your early picks in right. Cole right. strange, Mac Jones, and to an extent, Christian Barmore with the health question right. that are underperforming per- the value. And I think Taekwon's fine. Taekwon's still young enough. And because he missed Correct. part of it, I'm not going to hammer him too hard on that, but yeah, he, you can lump him in there as guys who aren't giving you that value. And if, yeah. If those guys play up to what you would expect from their stature, if Mac Jones can be the fifteenth best quarterback in the NFL, and Ballmark can be a starting caliber defensive tackle, and Cole Strange can be a starting caliber left guard, that helps you a lot.
0: A hundred percent, hundred percent. If yeah. if you can get another reliable player now, you now you're talking about the middle of your offensive line is taken care of because you're you're comfortable with Andrews, who hasn't admittedly hasn't played great this year, but he's been okay. On when who's been the, your best offensive lineman all year long? He's really good. And you know, if Strange can start playing well, now you say, okay, we don't love our tackles right now, but they can play okay. Trent Brown's decent, and I thought I, I thought Kajus played well today. So okay, so Kajust is out there, Brown is out there, and then you have a solid interior offensive line. Now you're working with something. Now you're saying, okay, we got something here. Like you know, we're not the best offensive lineman football, but we're good enough, right? And so. That's the thing for me. That like, yeah, if you can do that, that's going to be huge for them. And so, you know, am I happy that they got rid of J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore? No. Am I really happy with the returns that they've gotten so far on Jack Jones? Of course. Am I happy that they have Malcolm? Uh, do they have Marcus Jones as well? Absolutely, hundred percent. Everyone knows I love Marcus Jones. I think we saw a little bit less from him in the in the uh, in on the defensive side of the football today obviously till the end when the game was over he was out there covering covered Michael Pittman but mm-hmm. you know he's one of those guys for me that uh I think he needs a little bit of time to develop defensively but he can bring you so much on special teams that it doesn't matter like you know you you get enough from him right now as it is so um yeah. I'm happy with that I do think that they are comfortable with all three of their corners right now I thought Miles Bryant played pretty well in the slot today too um they're comfortable with all those outside corners and they just rotate them. They just rotate them in and out to keep them fresh, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's, I had said that, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I was saying to other people at one point that I liked the cornerback room because I liked the depth. They didn't have the high end guy, at least at that point, we didn't know what we had in Jack Jones, but it was kind of this. And I mean, that was even when they still had Malcolm Butler, but, Jalen Mills is a real NFL cornerback. He's not elite, mm-hmm. but he's a real player. Jonathan Jones is like a proven NFL player. Yep. Sean Wade had showed upside. Jack Jones had upside. Marcus Jones had upside. Malcolm Butler at that point was like, you, you don't know what you're getting from him. Miles right. Bryant is, I think, as good as you can expect from somebody his size and athleticism to actually be in the NFL. And it's like, all right, they're not. They're not going to like dominate guys in the air, but they're not like teams' third and fourth option shouldn't beat them. They should Correct. be able to be steady. And if they can force turnovers, they're going to be all right.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah. so we'll see. Can I
1: shout out one other thing here on the turnover front? So yeah. we're, we're harping on the, the whole no picks thing from Matt, which obviously is amazing. Huge. It's the first game of the season for him without a pick. First game, of, I think, since the Jacksonville game last year for him without a pick, if I'm Yikes. recalling correctly. Yeah, sounds about right. So huge there. Almost more important, no strip sacks. Yep. One of the few games we've had this year without a strip sack. So it's a combination of the offensive line doing a little bit better, um, especially even though, even when they had issues on offense, like they weren't giving up the bad, bad place. It was only, it was only regular bad and not awful. So you you can, you can work with that to an extent you can live with it. Um, And also that's good for Mac. You want to build confidence. Like he didn't get hit as much today. I think four sacks, that's still 10 sacks in the last two games. That part isn't good, but nothing backbreaking,
0: right? Yep, exactly. It's true, and and that again, as we talked about, they're not the best team in the league anymore. You have to, you cannot be making those massive plays that go against you. You can't, you can't win that way. And so, you know, not committing any of those huge plays was huge for them today, um, and something that that I think is going to benefit them down the road. So. We'll see if they can keep it up, and hopefully they can, and they can figure some things out in the bye and, and come out and play well against the Jets in two weeks. But it's a long way to go until then. And right now, you're 5-4. and four. Yeah, you're last place in the division, but you're above 500. You're in a much better spot than you were two weeks ago when you were, you know, two and 3-4, uh, and four, and everyone was looking at this team saying, this team sucks. They just lost to the, to the Bears on Monday football. This team's terrible. This team you know? was
1: 1-3 at one point, and this team right. has gotten in a hole, and... It's not the best spot to be in, but this team has been in in the worst spots. I think the obviously we can go back to the O one one team as much as we want. They were 5 and yeah. 5 at one point, I think. I think they were 4 and 5. Maybe.
0: I think that's right. Yeah, um, so it's, yeah, yeah, yeah might have been right.
1: Not that I expect this Patriots team to put it all together and win every game after the bye, but if the offensive like we said it stranger things have happened. If they can put together some of the basics over the bye week and figure a couple things out, then they are within a lucky break or two of playing with any team in the NFL.
0: It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And this so, team
1: under Belichick, they've done pretty well at getting lucky breaks. They were five from yeah. four last year.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. So you know. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can get the ten and, and then we'll be all set. So we'll see. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. We'll be back uh later on in the week, midweek sometime. Uh, we're gonna have a guest this week for sure. Um, and so hopefully yeah. we'll have some fun with that and uh, and enjoy the rest of your night and uh, yeah that's that pretty much that wraps it up and listen, we're going heading into the bye over 500. That's all we can ask for right yeah. as far as I'm yeah. concerned with the way this team looked at the beginning of the season. So yeah. not perfect and right it, now. Long yeah. way to go, but we're doing okay.
1: and hey this means next Sunday you get one of those relaxing days where you can watch Red Zone on the couch. That's or right. you can use that and get some errands done or some of the yeah. stuff you wouldn't usually do. Nah. Go to a concert red zone on a Sunday. That's
0: red Zone fun. on the Couch sounds good to me. So yeah, that works for me. But all right, guys. Thanks.